This episode of Fever Talk is sponsored by... Jelly Bites. Jelly Bites. When you want to be eaten by something, and you figure, jelly babies will do. I mean, when you're choosing your own fate, choose Jelly Bites. I don't know. I don't know why I went that way, but I did. <laughs> Hi, folks. So, so, so the idea was that jelly babies... Eat you. Eat, but what's a jelly baby? Should I know what that is? Is that like a gummy worm? Uh, in the shape of a baby. Have oh. You, oh my god, have you never like seen a jelly baby before? No. This is blowing my mind. Because I, I don't think these are just a European thing. It sounds familiar. Wow, jelly babies. Jelly babies. I feel like I've brought jelly babies into this house. Oh. So, I feel like you've seen jelly babies, you just don't remember them. Maybe. What are They're they? like gummy bears. They're very similar to gummy bears. if you bears. look close, it's a baby. It's a baby. Yeah. And you are are they evil? Um, no, I think they're, they're supposed cute. to be playful, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Which I don't, I don't know why that means it's okay to eat them. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm, they're playful. <laughs> they're playful. They're just kind of like, yeah, I'm a baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow, I'm blown by that. And now it's my, my next goal in life is to bring jelly babies home to you. I, you not, can't eat them, they're not vegan. Yeah. But I, I'll eat them. I'm, I like okay, jelly and babies. and I'll see them. You'll see them. You'll yeah. know what they are. You can, you can appreciate them from afar. <laughs> uh, okay, so folks, uh, yeah, we're back. Um, uh, every time I say I'm back or we're back, instantly, without fucking fail, uh, Backstreet's back gets stuck in my head. Yeah, sorry, now it's stuck in my head. Oh my God, I'm back again. Like every time. Yeah. It's weird. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so we have topics to talk mm. about this week because we've got shit to catch up on. It's been an eventful couple, couple of, weeks, of weeks, I feel, in the world of stuff. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, and I think most of our podcasts start this way, we talk about an argument we recently had. Yeah, so there was a very heated argument in the Fever household. Yeah. Uh, just, I think Friday night it was. Was that recent? Okay. Yeah, this is Sunday Friday. night that we're recording, yeah. so okay. I feel like it was a day or two before that. Anyway. No, it was Friday because I was preparing my lesson for Saturday morning. Darcy teaches a, a, an English class on, on Saturday, Saturday mornings morning. to a private student. Yeah. Um, and not having a lion on a Saturday morning like a normal human being. <laughs> um, but okay, so uh, do you want to describe it or shall I? Um, I'll start. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the argument is the word shart. Aaron believes that it doesn't have a right to exist. That the word does not have a right to exist. Isn't, I don't know if it's necessarily that it doesn't have a right. Or you hate the word. I hate the word. And I was like, oh, do you hate it for its crassness? And you were like, No. I mean, maybe, like, I would say there's, like, maybe, like, a 5 to 10% hatred of its, of its, of its sound. Like, you know, some people hate the word moist. Yeah. I quite like the word moist. I think, I'm actually a big fan of the word moist, but some people hate the word moist because it grosses them out. I have some sounds like that, some words like that, so those would be, like, but they, but I've said them so much over the years and talking about how I hate them that I hate them less, but it would be, like. taking the power back. Yeah, but, like, panties. Right. And. Do you want me to say the word? I'm balanced. I don't even pussy. <laughs> now I think your hey, dislike of the word pussy. I think is not a universal because not every everyone of course, but um, I think it, I think it's quite common 
Um, the women don't like the word pussy. I think a lot of people don't like panties either. I even saw Jack Gleason, like Joffrey Jack Gleason. He was at, I think, at UCD, and it was like, an ask me anything. And they were like, is there a word you hate? And he was like, panties is just gross. Well, it's funny coming, like, the way you say it. Because, like, it's such a, it sounds so American Pan- when you say it. Panties. panties. Yeah, not panties. Panties, yeah. Panties. panties. Um, but panties. there's a word I don't mind the word panties I would never say it because it sounds very floofy <laughs> it sounds kind of like oh panties like you know it's like it's very like oh la di da your panties <laughs> your pants um, yeah but pants are to me pants are trousers masculine. oh trousers so yeah. I wouldn't call I also don't like I also really don't like underpants Oh, why do I like underpants? <laughs> no, no, I mean, I like them. Like You don't, you don't really like them. Not, no, right? You really don't like them. I do not with them. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like the word underpants. I don't know. Uh, there's a word associated with underpants uh, that I think is grosser than the word underpants or panties. What? Gusset. Gusset? Yeah. So gusset is that piece of fabric that goes directly in your undercarriage. Oh. Um, but gusset is this thing where they have an extra bit of fabric on top of the normal piece of fabric to soak up uh, any discharge. Uh, and also, discharge is not a great word. Uh, it's discharge really... is just not a great thing to think about. No, but I think the, the thing itself could be uh, less gross if we didn't use the word discharge. Well, I think it's... See, I don't think... I don't mind the word discharge. I mean, it sounds very cold and scientific. And the word shart, which I like, sounds no. very sharp, okay. which I like. So... Uh, let's first of all give the uh, Webster's Dictionary definition of the word chart. Well, so you go too far to expecting gas to come out and instead some feces come out. Right. Now, first of all, the word chart is very kind of sharp and uh, it like stops dead. Mm. You know what I mean? But and a shark doesn't. Is that what? Well, I feel like I feel like it's not a great like descriptor. That <laughs> it's not essence. very onomatopoeic. It's not very onomatopoeic at all. Um, and so uh, I dislike it for that reason. I think it's not a great word for the thing anyway, because I don't think it sounds like that thing. Right? It's a, it's it's a uh, portmanteau, really, because it's shitting and farting. It's a portmanteau. Mm, right. This is a, yes. a combination of words. Right. Um, and portmanteaus can be fun. This one not so much. I but, think this one's perfect. But also... But it's I more did, like fitting than sharding, because the beginning is a fart and the end is a shit. Right, exactly. But fit was already a word, so... Uh, and farting is like, you know, taking the shitting part and the fart part if you have too many letters. Right. Fatting. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, either way, um, I think it is a useless word... Because it is describing... It's an unnecessary word. Because it's describing why you shat in the word. And it's taking away, first of all, the fun element of describing how and why you shat. No, but I don't... What? I think it's taking away the fun story element to it. So, instead... No. I Okay, first of all, 
I think linguistic specificity is a good thing. And what about, like, have you ever read one of those lists of, like, all these words that different languages have that, like, we don't have? Like, uh, there's that word, it's a German word, actually, I, I don't remember it. It has to do treppas in it, because treppa means stairs. But it's, like, that feeling at the bottom of the stairs when you just thought of the right thing to say to someone. Right. Or even, or like, like schadenfreude. Sch yeah, schadenfreude. Like, all those things. So I think it's nice to have a word that describes a very specific experience, like sharding, which which is a specific experience but that I've had, but it's and not. you haven't. Maybe that's why you don't understand. But it's not that specific as uh, experience in the sense of there's no other way to describe that thought that you get. Like it's a nice word first. Well, I could describe it in more words. I could say, you know, when you like are like walk away from a situation, but it, and you it, think of the right, the perfect thing to say. It requires then. that you know, parse. So it's like it's like you're you're asking someone to. Be on board with the fact that you're trying to describe something that hasn't been described. Okay? Mm -hmm. Shitting yourself has been described. Okay? The reason why you shat yourself it can be more than varied, but for mm. some reason, sharting is the only one that gets a word. So if I, I wouldn't have an if, issue with other forms of shitting if yourself. If I shit just because, like, I felt like it, <laughs> or if I shit because I lost control of my bowels, right. or if I shit because I got scared, yeah. there's... There's no or because you had a medical condition. There's no word for any of these other forms of shitting yourself. So why does sharting get it? It gets it because so many fucking stand-up comedians used this as a fucking bit over the years. And they thought it was fucking hilarious. And I disagree. I don't think it's fucking funny. And uh, I think it's un I think it's an annoying word. Okay, don't. you don't think it's funny. Like, but let me tell you, when I sharted, it was nice to... To shout? No. That was horrifying. That's a nice feeling. That was absolutely horrifying. We never really got down to, like, how much shit you shit. Was it, like, you a little saw. tiny poop? I didn't really. I mean, like, it's not... Okay, like, it's it's not a full load. Now, this is, for, for those listening who don't know, this happens a year ago? No, more than a year ago. I'd okay. say it was a year ago. Can't be more than a year and a half. It was about a year and a half. We were married. Yeah, I would say I would put it at November 2017. Yeah. I mean, it had to happen after we got married because if it happened before we got married, <laughs> she wouldn't the podcast wouldn't exist. <laughs> Boy, yeah. Um, yeah, so, like, no, it's not a full... But, like, y y something came out and the, you, you can smell it, you can feel it, like, it's there. Nice. It's not nice. It's hard. <laughs> It's horrifying, and but I felt so. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, something you comforted. Know, comforted by the fact that it's a common enough experience that a word for it existed, and that just the fact that that word was already there, I felt like, wow, I'm not the only one who did this. I'm glad you found comfort. I did. In shitting yourself. And that I could describe it, like, that easily. I know. I just, I just feel like you could have just said, like, you know, I, like, I shot myself. And I would have been like, that's great. Uh, but, I, but I don't see that as shitting myself. I, I mean. Well, you did. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, yeah. I, I guess so. And that, that was your other point. You were like, you were like, I feel like people are trying to take away from the shame of shitting themselves by using the word shark. Yeah, like, they, like should the words, they should really sit in the shame of it. Yeah. You, like want, a, you want us to be in the dark and you but, want us to be ashamed. Like, to a certain degree, like, it's it's not 
normal. So let's no, not pretend. No, it's not. I went to the doctor after, and I was like, is there something wrong? And I lived in fear for about a year that it would happen again. <laughs> but yeah, like, let's not pretend that, like, everybody sharts. This is not an R.E.M. parody song. <laughs> um, I don't think every... Uh, sometimes everybody, like... Sharts. Sharts. <laughs> I don't think they do either, but not every word has to apply to everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I disagree. Every word should apply to an R.E.M. song. Um, So that was was an argument we had recently. And a weirdly, like, heated debate. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think because I felt really, like, um, invalidated by, yeah... By your think, denial of the word. But I think also as well, and I think this has become proven over the last week, because I think we've really noticed it, that a lot of our arguments about other things, other more emotional things, can sometimes uh, snowball into a conversation about semantics. It's <laughs> very true. And this started as a conversation about semantics. <laughs> and snowballed into more of an emotional So it could just, it could just it only go worse from there. But, but that's we, why, I we, mean, words, yeah. are, words are important. But I think, yeah, I think particularly in this house, because like, you know, I'm a writer and you're a teacher of, of words. So, like, these are things that we're very passionate about. Yeah. Um, which is, I don't know, is that sad? I don't know if I feel like... I, I don't think it's sad. No. I mean, I enjoy it. So do I. Degree. So do I. I think it's funny. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of uh, sad and funny, um, Scarlett Johansson got engaged again. Is that sad? Or funny? Well, I mean, like, so, the whole thing is, first of all, like, Colin Jost, like, locked it down as quick as he could. Like, God bless him. Uh, like he knows he's not getting like a hot woman like that again okay but here's the thing and no disrespect to you because I think you're much more attractive but Colin Jost is attractive and I I think a lot of the ladies out there and the men who are into men would agree with me I don't I think I think in the in the dictionary in the picture dictionary that people talk about existing, I've never seen a dictionary where pictures <laughs> actually are contained inside. I think encyclopedias have some. In the, in the encyclopedia for the word milk toast, Colin Jost's face appears. Mm. He is the blandest white guy I've ever seen. He's got a large head and small features, so he's just got a lot of blank canvas there mm. of just like forehead and cheeks and skin. And he's like he's just the plainest man. So like I don't think he's handsome. I just think he's so uh, uh, uninsulting. Yeah. There's a better term yeah. for that. Yeah, inoffensive. Inoffensive. He's, yeah. so, he's so inoffensive mm. that he seems charming. But there is mm. nothing charming about his weird Kermit the Frog fucking voice <laughs> where he's like, that's where you can the nose. Like, <laughs> what's in the nose? <laughs> Um, yeah, he's not even as fucking charming as fucking, like... Laura, Laura Parsons, Laura, Laura Parsons, Jane Parsons. Laura well, who, Parsons. Well, who is? Who is? is and charming. you find Vanessa Bayer exceedingly charming. I do. But, it's like... True. And it's so do I. I like her, too. But, like... No, no. I would say Colin Jost... Like, look, on a looks scale of, like, who better fits the current beauty standards of the time, like, yeah, Scarlett Johansson would probably be, like, higher on that scale than he would. But, like, he's still, I would say, would be considered attractive by a lot of people. Out of ten, what would you give him? Just physically? Yeah. 
seven. Okay, right. And yeah. out of ten, what would you give her? Ten. Right. So he's punching three points above his weight. Yeah, okay. He, yeah, okay. But he's also very smart, very funny, very famous. Right. And he's not as worldwide famous as she is. He's not he world- is a worldwide cutie guy. Is he worldwide handsome Jin? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> Um, but uh, we'll get to that later. Um, but uh, what I we were we were mainly what I'm, reason why I'm bringing it up is because I do find this fascinating. So she had this will be her third marriage, and she yeah her third marriage, and she's 34. She's 34, which yeah. is very young for th- third marriage. You expect like a woman in her 50s to maybe have yeah. third marriage or something like that. Yeah. So to be like that, that's a red flag. I feel. Uh, so like that's why that's why like Colin Jost knows like you know even though he's like gonna be marrying to be the third person to marry her yeah. he's still like all about it yeah which so, I like, which I think is hot in and of itself like that he's that you know that it's not a red flag to him then that's what we were saying before like that she's so alluring and so bewitching that yeah. he's completely willing to be like this I, this is fine I see nothing wrong here oh I'm sure she could be a raging alcoholic and probably stabs him in his sleep but he'd still be like it's worth it <laughs> but do you think that's true do you think that it's just a matter of like physical beauty having that much of a power over men uh, you tell me baby what do you mean? You don't have physical beauty over it, like, that, that gives you power over men? No? You've no. never experienced that in your life? No. Come on. You had, like, 15 fucking guys fighting for your attention when I came on the scene. And I literally had to, like, fucking elbow my way through the crowd to get to get into the front of the queue. That's not true. And that's very, but that's very cute that you think that. It's, but, I can name names if but, you want me to. <laughs> don't but like i think that i'm also a very nice person very sound person is that is that not true i mean it is true but like you know i let's not forget that you're also a ride that's very sweet baby thank you (laughs) but i'm not but i'm not scarlett johansson okay so nobody is right so like like do you really think that Men are that susceptible to just being 100%. like blinded by beauty. Really? 100%. 100%. Okay. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think you know, I think everybody's blinded when they go into relationships for different reasons. I think guys are often easily blinded by beauty, and you know, of course, again, nobody's a hundred percent. Like everybody, you know, everybody's different and shit like right. that. But I think it's very common for guys to be that way because a we associate being with a really hot girl as a status symbol yeah so we want to be the guy who can get the really hot girl um secondly we're often unaware of our own uh levels of attractiveness Mm. because guys aren't as uh critiqued as much on their Mm. looks we're it's actually very i think it's harder for us to actually be able to gauge can i get this hot of a girl Mm. i don't know and girl, and because unfortunately, girls also as well make this even more confusing by going for guys who are way below their league, because like, oh, but he's funny, you know. And so, uh, I'm not saying that we should be basing relationships <laughs> solely on who's equally good looking, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think you know, girls that like you know yourself have a lower standard of 
what they'll accept well, yeah, in a part. Well, other things, I think. In, and, and we're talking generally, and we're speaking generally about heterosexual relationships, of course. But oh, I yeah. do think in general, like... I could not speak on, like, homosexual no, relationships. No, no. Uh, but, like, I do think women tend to give a lot of value and credit to other things. Whereas men, it's like... Well, I think for men, a lot of times it's like, number one, you have to reach a certain threshold of beauty. And then once you're there, it's like other things. Yeah, although I suppose I've heard from the the, the few gay friends that I have, because uh, I actually have very few male gay friends. Most of mm. my gay friends are, are female. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I have been told that it is a bit like that in the gay scene for guys as well as in the sense of it's all about looks a lot of the time. And that is this very kind of, uh, you know... I've I've seen some good looking guys feel like they're the ugliest boys at the fucking party mm. because like the standard is so high within the gay community mm-hmm. in, in some areas. Mm-hmm. Obviously, your mileage may vary, but um, yeah, I think it's just in general we we kind of you know, and I think porn has a play in that as well. Mm. You know, like TVs, movies, they all have a play in that because like we see so many like beautiful women like we're inundated with beautiful women all day every day totally so we feel like well that's just what you have to do yeah exactly and i think yeah and it's something that i find really really problematic is that i think men feel entitled a lot of men feel entitled to a woman who fits a certain beauty standard because they don't recognize that they are not eligible for that or but but a lot of times they are eligible for it or it's just it's just sad that they put that at such a like they value that so much above all else it seems sometimes yeah well that's where you get the likes of jordan peterson saying like well you know girls should have to like stick with one guy so that like some of the ugly dudes can get more chicks right um god i'm probably gonna have fucking jordan peterson fans up in our mentions but you know sorry about it I'm sorry that you listened to Jordan Peterson. Not that I'm sorry that he's an idiot. Um, so, but yeah, but we noticed with Scarlett Johansson's marriages, uh, a weird, like, three almost year. robotic yeah. three-year wait period. So she got married to Ryan Reynolds for three years, divorced for three years, got married to, like, some... Romaine Duryag Romaine Duryag, whatever his name yeah. was, for three years has been without him this divorce from him for two years engaged engaged now now, probably probably get married next year so like that's that's scary but my question to you today was do you think this will be do you think the third time is the charm i feel like this will be this will last three years i give him till 2023 to enjoy it, enjoy it, Colin, while it lasts. That's all I can say. I don't know what it is, but I, but I don't know what it is. Maybe I'm a romantic at times, but I feel like this could be it for her. She must have been on SNL in the last year. Yeah, because I know she did. Like she was, yeah. But I don't think they've done a bit together, have they? No, I don't think so. Maybe mm. I don't think so, because he's only on Update. Like he's not yeah. in anything. Yeah, she, she else. hasn't done like a character on Update or anything like that. I don't think so. I'm I'm interested just to see them look like standing together. I need to I need to I need to take this in as like a thing that's actually happening in the world. Yeah. Um, but you know what? Good for them. I hope. Yeah, they're happy. so do I. I hope they're happy. So do I, and I I could see this one going the distance. They're both from New York. New York. Well, you know, New York's a good place. I like it. Yeah. Uh, all right, so um, 
I was going to, I'm going to change the order of my list of my topics. Okay. I, I've written things down. I can see them now. Um, so, because we mentioned Worldwide Cutie Guy, Jim, uh, who, for those who don't know what the fuck we're talking about, which I, <laughs> I you know, I understand. Uh, he is a member of BTS, the South Korean um, superboy group, uh, who are like number one in 75 countries in the world or some shit are like they? that. Yeah, they're the first like band since the Beatles to have three number one albums in the same year That's in the US. Insane. So, like, it's like they're a crazy huge phenomenon. But it's funny because in like on American TV, I don't know about TV in other parts of the world, but American TV specifically, they keep doing this thing and introducing them <laughs> as if nobody would have a clue who the fuck they are. And we have watched them introduce themselves about 11 times yeah. in the past 48 hours. So we went on a bit of a YouTube binge <laughs> and watched a bunch of interviews with BTS. Because so for, uh, so for those who don't know, uh, I make a webcomic called Shipwrecked. Um, the last volume of Shipwrecked uh, that has been released uh, this year not the last ever, but just the most recent volume, um, was drawn by uh, the wonderful uh, Yuli Nicolescu. I stumbled over my word, but I'm drinking whiskey. Um, but Yuli, um, she is a big BTS fan, and she even snuck in a couple of BTS references in the background of the comic. Did she? She got like, a poster oh, on one of their walls. I'm going to have like to that. look at that again. Because yeah. I, I read the comic before I was even really very aware of BTS. Yeah, she kind of made me aware of them. Because yeah. like, she, she even asked me, like, you know, oh, can I sneak in like, a reference to them? Oh, she didn't even ask me. She mentioned it on Twitter. Like, I'd love to sneak in references to BTS and the things. And I was like, girl, go for it. <laughs> like, if that's what you want to do, do it. And she's like, yes! Uh, she's a big big fan of theirs. And so I got introduced to them through her posting, like, GIFs and videos of theirs on Twitter. And then, of course, seeing more and more people do the same. Um, and for those who don't know what, what BTS stands for, it's the greatest name that I wish I had come up with. <laughs> it's it's in Korean. It stands for uh, Bulletproof Boy Scouts. Yeah. Which I'm like, I want to make that fucking show. <laughs> I want to write that comic. Bulletproof Boy Scouts. It's fucking amazing. I want to be that band. Um, but yeah, so um, it's seven like androgynous boys all in their mid-20s. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very lithe. Very pretty. Very pretty. Very good dancers. They're, oh my God, they're so they're talented. They're amazing dancers. Yeah, amazing dancers. Um, and uh, they kind of rap and sing. They do rap more than sing, I would say, maybe to a certain degree. Um, but uh, yeah, they have like, they make pop music. And, but we enjoy more than their music, I think. Just watching them and in, just in watching interviews. them interact, yeah. But they, yeah, they keep like you know, this like they've been on like Ellen a couple of times, and Ellen still goes, "Well, introduce yourself to the audience," or like you know, Colbert. Or and Jimmy they Fallon. all have like the little bit that they do, like yeah. a little introductory line. It's very, it's very prepared. So it's like, oh, I, I'm RM, and I'm like the leader and spokesperson for this. Yeah. It's kind of his thing. <laughs> and then uh, Jin always says like. Something like... I, I'm um, Worldwide Handsome Jin, you know? Yeah. Or, like, I'm Worldwide Cutie Guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he has he, ha- he has a catchphrase. Also with a catchphrase is J-Hope, who is like... I'm your hope, you're my hope, I'm J-Hope. Yeah, which I is charming, but after listening to him say it, like, 50 <laughs> times... I, if I was in the group, I'd want to throttle them. You can sure see it, you can see it in them. They're like... Mm-hmm. It's his bit now. It's his, it's yeah. his shake. Um... 
And then uh, there's Sugar. Sugar's more unassuming. I I feel I like Sugar. He has like a very dry sense of humor. I feel he's he does. He seems very kind of like like maybe sarcastic. Yeah. But like yeah, he also seems like they have to like. Is it him or V who they have to like prod and like say the line? No, that's V. V. That's v. Okay. But V is like. The be- V is like the beautiful one. Okay. Don't you think like v- we? I don't know if I agree. No, I think I mean they're all beautiful. But they're like, all very beautiful. V- boys. Well, we we looked up online. I was I was like, who do you think is the most popular? Maybe you were like, who do you think is the most popular? And I was like, I really think V is like definitely the biggest heartthrob, and I was right. Yeah, you were. Like, you you can see this better than that yeah. clearly. Um, but he's he like he's like. Hi, I'm V. And then, like, long pause. And then, like, he looks at the side. <laughs> someone's clearly telling him to say the line. And he goes, uh, I'm a good boy. <laughs> and I was just like, all right, man. I, I appreciate his low energy chill, like, kind of, like... But that's what he is. Like, it's that kind of, like, swagger that he just knows he's got it. And he doesn't have to try at all. I love it. Whereas J-Hope, like, really tries hard. Yeah. <laughs> Like really try that. J Hope is so much fun. But uh, yeah, so that's that's been a lot of fun, and we we encourage anybody. And like I might link to the Colbert one when they introduce yeah, themselves. Yeah, it's so good. Because that, that's a lot of fun. They they play up on the Beatles thing as well and some of that. But uh, yeah, we we've, we've been enjoying that. That's our like current thing. But mm. we've been watching a lot of like TV shows lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got into Dead to Me. Really which good. we haven't finished yet. We're yeah. just over halfway through. But we're are really we? Have we seen that. six episodes? I think. Yeah, I think the last one we watched was six, or we're okay. about to watch six. Mm. One or the other. Um, and that's been really enjoyable. Everyone's telling us to watch Fleabag. We will watch it. Yeah. I think it's on definitely on our list of next things to watch. Uh, we, um, but we we recently watched the finale of Game of Thrones, along with the rest of the world. Mm. Uh, and I've experienced a lot of people talk before about endings to a show so like big water cooler shows that everyone watches and everyone talks about week to week and it's the big talk at the office what do you think is going to happen blah 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 blah. and then the show ends and you have people like pissed off because it didn't Mm -hmm. end the way they wanted it to end and Lost is the prime example of that I think Lost will always be the standard bearer of like that type of show and that type of reaction that disappointed everyone <laughs> that disappointed everyone I wasn't disappointed in Lost I still maintain it was a good show it was just not the show that everyone thought it was mm-hmm. because again this idea that people expected there to be like crazy twists and turns and then you know you gotta explain what those twists and turns are and when the show was just kind of like you know, it's more about spirituality versus science, you know what I mean? And, like, the, everyone was like, yeah, but, like, what the fuck is this thing? And they're like, well, you know, it's just whatever you want it to be. Like, and there was kind of, like, people were pissed. Whereas I was comfortable with it being, like, you know, that kind of more, this is here, this, we've explained it, but we haven't gone into super detail explaining it. Like, accept the explanation we've given you. Yeah, see, I can't speak to Lost because I haven't seen Lost. So. Yeah, you only watched like a, an episode or two with, with yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, so I can't speak to that. But I do think it can be frustrating when... It can feel like a cop-out sometimes when things just aren't explained at all. And it's like, hey, it's whatever you make of it, man. Well, I mean, it, but that's, that's what I found frustrating with Lost fans is that I always 
could give them an answer or what it was. But right. they just were never satisfied with it. Okay. So it was like, I've yeah. heard, I literally heard people the other day in the office talk about like, what the fuck was the polar bear, man? And I was like, well, the polar bear was there because they were doing experiments on animals on the island because they knew the island had weird effects on things. Like, it, it, that was clear, plain, and plain yeah. to see from the show. Okay. But, like, but, like, but nobody, like, said anything about it. And I was like, well, do you need a fucking spoon fed to you? Yeah. Like, and that was, I, that's what I think happened with Lost. Is that, okay. like, you know, the answers were there. You just didn't often, you just weren't directly told them most okay. of the time. Okay. Well, that's one thing. That's yeah. one thing. But with Game of Thrones, everyone's hatred of it is for... Similar on different reasons, I think. Yeah. Um, because people were annoyed that some things weren't ever explained. Like, what the fuck happened to uh, uh, Asha, who was the one who, like, helped Bran get to the mountain. Um, Wait, she died, didn't she? We never saw her die on screen. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. What? She she got him out. They just abandoned her. They we just never saw her after like, oh, he got he got the out. Oh, that is such bullshit. Yeah. See, like with Game of Thrones, some of the loose ends like that I don't even remember because it's been so long and I haven't really rewatched any of it. Right. But yeah, a lot of what was. Yeah, I thought there was a lot that was unsatisfying with Game of Thrones. Yeah. And a lot of it was all this, these things that seemingly were set up and then went nowhere and meant nothing and or only meant something for a time, like all of Cersei's prophecies or like the prince who was promised prophecy. Right. Or like even the fact of Jon Snow being a Targaryen didn't really seem to matter in the end. And then it's like, okay, but then why did we make such a big deal out of this? And I know a lot of people have tried to say like, it's just like showing you that like all these prophecies are bullshit and we shouldn't listen to them. But, but I don't think that's what the show no, was. No, I, I just think they, they lost those things because, because no, that's not true. With the Cersei thing, that episode started season five, maybe, when you see young Cersei go in and, like, most of those prophecies did come true and then just one of them didn't. Like, yeah, what? Yeah, because they forgot about it. Right, that, right. Yeah. That wasn't, like, pointed. They wasn't, they wasn't like, we want you to know that, like, two-thirds of prophecies are true and, like, one-third isn't. Like, no, you just yeah. got fucking lazy and that was something you didn't want to deal with. Yeah. And, yeah, like, I, I think that those two are sexist and I think it shows throughout the show. Those two showrunners. Yeah, Benny and Weiss. And yeah. I think it shows, I think it's all over the show and I think it's, it, yeah, I think it's become even more obvious and it got to a point where it was like undeniable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're sexist and you see it all over the place. Yeah, and there's actually, I read an interesting thing that um, even though the final season was essentially about like Daenerys versus Cersei uh, you know you didn't get to see any of that did you they yeah. never had a, they never had a, any screen time together and apparently the final season had the least amount of female dialogue I'm not surprised in all of the Game of Thrones seasons yep so it's it's kind of it is weird um how they treat the source material and this is something that I think you know I've said to people because people know I'm a huge fan of Game of Thrones mm-hmm and I watched the show first. Right. Uh, but after season one, waiting for season two, I was like, I'm so in love with this. I, can't, I don't want to like go all this time. I'm going to read the books. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so much, so much source material there. I'm going to read the books so that like, I'm still in this world because I loved it so much. 
And if I didn't make that decision, like, yeah, I would be so upset and angry and hurt about the way the show ended. Yeah. Because it was... The, the writing just went fucking all over the place towards the end. And again, people like, you know, um, spoilers for those who haven't like watched like the final episode, but like you've had time. You've had um, time. The uh, Daenerys turning into a bad guy in the last like, se- like the second last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not against Daenerys turning into a bad guy. Mm-hmm. But if you write it well, you sell it to me. Right. If you write a sh- shit version of that, then I'm gonna like this is fucking dumb. Yeah. And that's what happened. They wrote. Right. They, they wrote. A, they wrote a character and they directed a, a, an actress to give us someone who, yeah, had a bit of a temper sometimes, but was always trying to do the righteous thing, the right thing, freeing slaves, doing like doing the positive thing. And trying to be a good ruler and a positive ruler and listening to good, positive people's opinions. Mm -hmm. And so, like, for her to just go, like, fuck it, I'm just going to burn down, like, a city of a million people. It doesn't make fucking sense. It was not caused. It doesn't make sense. it It really wasn't. It really, really wasn't. The turn was way too quick and it didn't make sense. And, yeah, and, like, how disappointing that, like, we never see, like, never see Danny and Cersei, like, properly face off. And I thought that... Both of them, like Cersei from the beginning, I thought her acting was brilliant. And I thought Amelia Clark's acting in this season was fucking awesome. Mm. And like, I would have loved to see a scene with the two of them together. Um, and then the other thing about it, like, and there's tons of sexism in it, tons of like naked women for no reason, tons of fucking rapes for no good reason. Yeah, that weren't in the that book. That weren't in the book, taking something that was consensual sex in the book and turning it into a rape in the show yeah. and not having any reckoning for but, that whatsoever and wanting me. And I couldn't help feel this. I hate Jamie Lannister so fucking much. And the show wanted me to like him for some goddamn reason. The show has this whole attitude about celebrating flawed. Uh, men celebrating flawed mm. men and Tyrion fucking killed his girlfriend because okay she was sleeping with your dad like okay but like I mean he killed like that's why he killed her right did I forget something was she trying to kill him uh, she killed no Tyrion killed his girlfriend because she had turned on him and ratted like him out in court to get him killed for his dad and his right. dad was then fucking her Right, okay. And he found out that she was fucking his, da- his dad. But that's why he did it. He did it when he found out she was fucking his dad, not when he found out she turned on him. Well, he couldn't when she turned on him because he was still a prisoner. It was when he was escaping the, the, right, the place. Right, okay. So you, you gotta feel like it's like, you know, I'd say probably 60% turning on him and maybe 40% yeah, fucking, fucking his, his dad. dad. So, I mean, she fucked up. So did Daenerys. But it's like, we, it's like... You know, twice, like, two big storylines are, like, you know, somebody's girlfriend fucked up so she gets killed. Like, and we're still supposed to really, like, love these guys and think they're so great. And, like, there's no real reckoning for any of the guys. Okay, Jamie loses a hand, but, like, he's still, like, so hot or whatever. And I, I hated, like, one of the things I hated most about it was, like, okay... The idea of the show is subverting all of our expectations. But, and so John killing Danny, okay, but then... That's not really subverting expectations. Once she once she burned the place down, you kind of, like, knew John yeah. was going to have to kill her. Yeah, but then the dragon not killing him. Like, I, I'm, no I'm so annoyed with that. Yeah, And the no dragon sense. just killing the throne instead because, like, you know, he got the metaphor. That like I said to you, really you, could, you could have it that the dragon doesn't kill him if he submits to John. 
if he's kind of like, okay, you are one of my, like, accepted dads. Yeah, but that would have made me mad, too, because John is still, like, Daenerys is his mother. Like, John yeah. is just some fucking dude. He's, he's a stepdad, really. He's a stepdad, yeah. yeah. And not a very good one. No. <laughs> um, well, two, two kids died under his watch. Yeah. Not um, an impressive So that's, stepdad. A, that's a really bad stepdad. Uh, but then just referring to the to the, the the sex scene in the book that became a rape scene in the show, Ugh. the most egregious thing about that, I think, is the fact that the writers didn't actually think it was a rape scene. That, oh, and that just shows where their minds are. Yeah, like it's she clearly disturbing. says she clearly says no, and like not here, and like he just like quote unquote takes her. Uh, like, so, you know, but they were just like, oh, it's just like, you know, it's, it's a forceful, implied, sexy It's scene. like implied consent. Like, that's, that's yeah, like what their line that's is. That's fucked up. Like her, you know, her mouth was saying no, but her body was saying yes when I grabbed it and it didn't move from, like, that's like yeah. fucking disgusting. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Um, so yeah, that's, that, that's troubling in a lot of ways. So. Uh, I'm not super excited that they've been handed the reins to Star Wars. I don't give a fuck. I don't watch that shit. <laughs> I know, I know you're not into Star Wars at all, but like, I, I, at the same time, just a massive Disney franchise yeah. that has gone out of its way, the last two movies and seemingly for this third movie, to create a more diverse universe. Okay, okay and I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm not giving it credit for that. Well, it's, I mean, it's, 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 it's trying to redo, like, the problem that George Lucas did, where he set up a universe where it was just all white boys and one girl. So, yeah. like, it, you know, he, he made the Smurfs, essentially, in space. Right. But, like, the latest ones are really, like, addressing that balance and, and making a good job of it and creating quite, like, political and, like, you know, leftist... Uh, stories in space as well which is what mm. I think I don't think sci-fi should only be like leftist and liberal but I think sci-fi should be political totally um, so you know that's nice that they're actually creating more sci-fi I mean stories. it should be political and it should be philosophical but yeah. like you know I could never get into Star Wars it was something I pretended to like for my dad and like it, it's just one of those things and I say this to you a lot but it's true like I just and it's not even, it's not out of protest or out of anger. When it's just a lot of men talking to each other, I just tune out. Yeah, I mean, I get it. But, like, I think also at the same time, it depends on, you know, I don't think media should be just men talking to each other. Of course not. But I think just as it can be engaging when it's just women talking to each other, it can be no, engaging when it's just men it talking be. to each other. Of course it can be. It just uh, never has been. But they don't have <laughs> But they, they, like, the burden of needing to be engaging is not placed on men in movies and TV shows as much as, as it is on women. Totally. Because, totally. you know, for women to get the opportunity to just have a story about them, they really have to jump through so many fucking, like, political like and production hoops to get the funding and to get the, the go-ahead to do it. Yeah. That it has to be much more thought out and uh, deep. Exactly. Like, women and minorities aren't given the space to be mediocre. Like, yeah. Like, that's it. And that's the thing. And men are just celebrated for being mediocre again and again and again. Yeah. Um, and there's plenty of examples of that, you know. Um, but uh, speaking of mediocre men... Mm. So I was DMing 
Um, <laughs> our D&D campaign. Uh, this is our last topic of the show. Uh, but uh, we, and for those who don't remember or don't know, um, I DM a Dungeons and Dragons campaign uh, with Darcy and uh, three other friends uh, who are all ladies, um, and um, it's it's a fun group because I haven't in my other D and D group that I play in, uh, it's all guys and one lady. So it's nice to see women roleplay with each other because I haven't really experienced that a lot, like just women roleplay with each other. But I had this weird problem this past session in the sense of I created a really unfortunate, nasty scene mm. that I felt really uncomfortable roleplaying with you girls. Mm. Because um, I was travel. I was taking them from this the smaller town that they had been in before, which was I created called Dulach, and we were we had uh, given you enough reason to want to go to the bigger city of Corsair, which was like you know down this long road to get to, and it would have been overnight travel, and so I set up on the way. There's this one kind of truck stop in a way. Mm. There's this one kind of roadhouse, so to speak. That was on the way that we ended up calling the embarrassed bachelor. Yeah. Because we, 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 as a group, just looked up like a bunch of like Google names for like taverns and D&D. &D I think we kind of mixed and matched and came up yeah, with the everyone, embarrassed every, bachelor. Everyone enjoyed that one. So yeah. I, I thought I'd give you the opportunity to kind of like <laughs> workshop the name of it. But, um, and I created it like a biker bar. In, in the fantasy terms where like a lot of guys in leather armor mm -hmm. uh, on their horses mm -hmm. were rowdy and and drunk and, and fighting at this at this busy bar um and uh through unfortunate happenstance um the girls all go to the bar and except for Anne except for Anne who went to look after the horses and then the, some of the travel other travelers down the road and so Anne is this is this human barbarian and I am a halfling and I'm 211 and she's like 6'1 so usually and my character is very kind of spoiled and pampered and so she, I usually just like uh, she's a farm girl she, Anne is a farm girl yeah. I'm a noble and so I usually just like sit on her shoulders basically and yeah. that's how I get around town yeah. But like Anne didn't come with us to the bar, so yeah. So you were you I was were, a bit lost. You were with the what we refer to as the twins, which are two half brothers, <laughs> uh, elves, elves, uh, and well, a human and a half elf, I believe, isn't it? Oh no, no, a, half no elf a dark and elf and a half. A, half, a dark elf and a half elf. Yeah, a dark right. elf and a half elf. And as Derva likes to always put it for for her character, Bruce is like half elf, half human. <laughs> right. Um, you always get both parts in. But uh, you were trying to climb on the back. I was trying to climb on the back of yeah the, the but dark elf. The roll didn't go well, and you got thrown off. And he's not. He doesn't. He wouldn't be like Anne, who very much welcomes me just being on her. Yeah. Like. Like, he wouldn't really like being touched very much. Well, yeah, yeah. he's a wizard. Uh, he's, he's quite a bookish type. He's very bookish. He's not the most affectionate. No. And uh, not the kindest in the world, either, I would say. Well, a after what happened in the end, like, I have a great gratitude to him. <laughs> so. But, yeah, so you got thrown off, and you accidentally knocked into the... And I rolled to see what kind of person you knocked mm. into. You knocked into, like, the... The mean, worst possible person The meanest motherfucker <laughs> in the world. Like, you rolled into a number two roll. Oh, God. Um, and so, uh, 
you knocked out their drink and the, the it was a big burly dwarf that turned around and like said to you like you know hey you like you owe me and you kind of were bristly back no but I think I, I think you know I was I did give in to an extent now I, I don't remember exactly what happened between it like I, I did definitely give in to him at one point and just say like I'll give you a beer and then I think he wanted more and more and then I got to a point where I was like well no yeah he wanted a second beer and then I think Brew turned around uh, which, with Juniper who'd knocked you off yeah and had drinks and he was kind of like I want those and then they were all like well fuck you and then yeah. like Brew took out their rapier um and Brew's a rogue uh so you know um then it all kicked off and so it being the type of bar where or tavern there where there's like fights on the regular um the owner of the establishment uh said to everybody to go outside for the fight and you know the usual rules apply and the rules are there's there's the stakes so a winner gets something you know from the loser and that, you know, nobody else interferes. And, like, it was supposed to be a three-on-three fight, but Juniper and Brew rolled much higher stealth checks when they were trying to duck out of the crowd. <laughs> uh, you rolled very low, so you couldn't really kind of get out of it. I also disguised myself, not for for no good reason. I didn't use it well at all. No. <laughs> I disguised myself in plain sight in front of everyone. Yeah, like, as everybody was looking at this, like, they had made, like, a circle watching, like, this kind of, like, <laughs> argument unfold. You just turned yourself into a hot dwarf lady. A hot blonde dwarf. Yeah. yeah, and so that worked. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you had to go outside and have a fight. And I think you said if you win, he has to pay for like a room for. Well, the- no, the first time we fought, I said if I win, I wanted a written letter of apology. Oh, that's right. And he said he wanted a smooch. Yeah. So this is the first time we fought, and I lost. But I had forgotten about another spell that I had, and I was convinced that if I had the other spell, which was. The, the shields. Yeah. Yeah. So I had just been using witch bolts on him, and I was like, if I, I was like, if I have the shield and I have witch bolts, he's like hardly even gonna be able to fucking hit me. So like, hell yeah. Yeah. But uh, so that so the first time the stakes were written letter of apology or a smooch, and then the second time I said, okay, the stakes we're gonna raise the stakes. It was my idea to raise the stakes. Yeah, you lost the first fight, by the way. Right. No, yeah. I lost the first fight. And then I was like, all right, double or nothing. So my way of raising the stakes was the letter of apology has to be at least 250 words. <laughs> and you buy us all a room for the night. And yeah. so then your character raised the stakes. So he had already it already been established that he was, like, turned on by your, like, blonde dwarf. Like, your, my your disguise. The disguise worked. Yeah. Not, the, dis- not the real Garatina golden bottle, but no. the disguise. Your disguise worked. And so he didn't know what to double it to, but, like, he had asked for a smooch before. So you're like, I want, you know, double or nothing. Like, and he was kind of like, okay, well, I won't have a smooch. And you want a room for the night? Okay. I have a room with you for the night. And as I was saying it, I'm like, God, Aaron, this is really gross and nasty. Like, I don't want this to happen. But I felt like this is, you know, how it would go. And I don't think anybody in the room thought it would go differently either. Like, And I thought I was convinced I would win. That's the thing. Yeah. I was so sure I would so win. So as everyone watched on, 
you hit once. Yeah. He missed. Mm-hmm. Feeling confident. Right. You missed. Yep. He rolls a natural 20. And kills me. Well, you, you well, not you out. Conscious. But, like, you hadn't even, like, properly healed yourself from the previous fight either. So, like, it just wasn't, like, it wasn't going to go well at all. Um, and so he won. And then I'm suddenly thinking, like, oh, my God, like, where do we go from here? So I play it out. And I'm like, okay, well, him and his gang of boys like pick you up and like carry you to the bar and because like part of it was that they were going to get drinks for the night paid right, for right i was you. also paying for their bar tab paying yeah. for their bar tab so they were like yeah bring you to the bar like pay pay up pay the money and like you know uh but they were all being like you know kind of gross because you were like waving in the wind with like two hill health points um and uh i this i don't but i had them like be there and be me with you because I was like okay if they're gross with you a little bit like you know like like grabbing you and like you know hugging you or whatever doing whatever they were doing like this will provoke the gang to like get us out of here and they were slow to figure out what to do so it progressed to the point where he picked you up and brought you upstairs to a room and I'm like please do not make me role play a scenario where like I essentially like rape uh, my wife <laughs> right right so that's but that's when our instinct started kicking in I guess but during that whole period where you were just describing like uh, like I was like horrified like it was like it I mean it's part of the game obviously yeah. I didn't think you were doing anything wrong but uh, but then once he got me alone I think I was a little bit less scared and I was thinking of this plan before so once he got me alone I used press digitation to create a uh shit myself illusion yeah so and you cast it a couple of times so yeah. you're able to like not just like have the appearance of shit on your but also the smell but the smell yeah. and like yeah all that kind of stuff and so that bought you time mm-hmm. uh he was he was like oh i'm gonna clean you up uh but by that point the the the, the twins finally like got their shit together and like knocked on the door and, and one trying. of them cast sleep on him one of them cast sleep but unfortunately he was like stronger than probably like because he was meant to be like a big bad guy that you either run away from or all gang up on yeah and if you all ganged up together on him you could have you could have taken him but, like, Anne had fecked off from the party. Right, she's the strongest one. She's the strongest one. And then the other two didn't know what the fuck to do. And so they just watched. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, so the, the, the weaker two were kind of, like, the wizard was, like, trying to, like, make him go to sleep. Didn't quite work. Um, and then tried to convince him, like, you know, okay, we can, like, offer you something better. And I don't think anybody knew what the fuck... Oh, I did not see this coming, and Ju- Juniper fucking pulled it out. Yeah, so in a previous uh, session with you guys, I had introduced a drug called Hard Nafa, which is kind of like a, a root that was normally smoked for, like, a chill time. Um, but now had like some sort of alchemical uh, thing done to it and it kind of glowed with a small magical essence to it. And it was actually my family, the Golden Bottles, the Garland Golden Bottles, the nobles. They're nobles because they're the biggest beer distributors in yeah. all the land. And it it seemed to be found out that they might be distributing the NAFA. Right, because it, it, it seemed to come in crates with the Golden Bottle yeah. beer. 
So, uh, so you guys had like taken a bag of it for like experimental purposes, I'm sure, <laughs> but offered that as a trade of like for the halfling, like here, like she've got, she will pay for your bar. And we left like fifty gold, but like here, take some hard naff and leave her alone. And luckily, the roll went, you know, persuasion roll mm. went well, and it was all good. So it, that was the end of that set. But like, I was like I in the inside I was like panicking the whole time like but uh, I was too like my heart was racing yeah it's I mean that's the that's the joy of D&D though is that like you really feel the the tension in those moments sometimes Mm. but I didn't expect as a DM to feel it as Mm. much for me to like really hope that you guys like do something to mm. stop me <laughs> you know? yeah yeah uh, so that was that was a new experience but a, a fun one but yeah also at the same time like it did make me because i hadn't planned for any of that really to happen i planned if you go to this rowdy bar and i knew something would probably happen off the back of it but um yeah it was kind of um it was a, a, a really edgy your pants situation um, that I wasn't uh, that I wasn't I wasn't totally comfortable in I felt weird about creating a a all too real kind of scenario of something that terrible yeah um, you know because I didn't I really had planned maybe the game to be a bit more um, fantasy mm-hmm. than that uh, but it, it was just the it was because you guys had made a bunch of decisions that I wasn't wasn't mm-hmm. expecting and I kind of created this scenario. Sorry, I just kicked oh, you on the table. Okay, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. That was that was a weird one for me. But there is a lot of darkness in the world that you created for us, and that's you know I don't know. That's part of it, like. Yeah, but I guess it's it's still fantasy darkness. It's darkness that you don't expect to 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 bump into in the real life. Like witch burnings oh, and stuff like right. that, like do you know what I mean. Yeah. Whereas, like the idea of like a, a gross guy being very gross at a bar is almost far too real mm. <laughs> in a way. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I felt weird about it. But um, I mean, talking to you girls, I don't think. I think it's just me feeling weird about it. I think you. Well, were I both. felt bad about it too because I felt like it was sort of my fault as well. Like. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying it's my fault. Like, I, it was still a very fun session, if you can oh, call yeah, that, like, yeah. an, an eventful, and I think very, like, team-building in a sense as well, and I think it deepened all of our character relationships. Mm. But I felt weird the whole time, too, because especially because my character was making a lot of terrible decisions with a lot of bad <laughs> plays, and I was worried that everyone would be mad at me for that. So, yeah, I was worried, too, that everyone would be mad at me for it yeah, being the way it was. for very different reasons, though. But also similar ones, because, like, I, my character agreed to those terms. That's true, yeah. I know what you mean. Like, yeah. you kind of the, the, almost created the, the, the weird scenario where, like, I had to, like, come up with a, a weird bet reward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That, yeah, I'm, I'm victim-blaming now, really, aren't I? No, no. <laughs> it's your fault. You made no. me do it. But, uh, yeah, I, I think... I think that it was still a very fun D and D session. I hope that we didn't offend anyone. No, no. Well, I I hope I hope not as well. But uh, yeah, that's the end of this episode, <laughs> folks. I don't know. I don't know how to fucking exit <laughs> yeah, that conversation. <laughs> but I feel like we need to. We we've been talking an hour now, mm-hmm. um, so we need to go. Uh, this is actually probably possibly our longest episode oh. yet. 
Ooh la la. I hope we didn't uh, bore anybody on the way. And if here. we did, I'm sure you just turned it off. So. Yeah, exactly. So you're not listening anyway. Uh, until next time. Zoom, zoom into, into life. life. Zoom into life, baby. Up and away.